Uh, during this season of Lent, we've been um, reflecting together on the Lord's Prayer. Today, on the petition, give us this day our daily bread. Now, our reading is from Psalm 23. Uh, we'll read from Psalm 23. It's found on page 862. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For many, Costco's a favorite shopping destination. Not that I go much, but there are some women in my family who love to go. They like the Costco samples. They enjoy grazing on samples of sausages and pastas and yogurts and juices. Of course, you can live without all of these, but you can't live without bread. You can live without a Starbucks caramel iced macchiato, but you can't do without bread. You can live without chocolate. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. But you cannot live without bread. You can do without a new wardrobe or a new car or a new house, but you cannot live without bread. We pray, give us this day our daily bread. God's pleased to provide for us. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we recognize God as the source of everything good. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Our petition honors our Father in heaven who shepherds us toward the green pastures and quiet waters of life. Jesus teaches us to rely on God's goodness. Jesus tells his disciples they can boldly approach God in prayer. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Simple imperatives. Ask, seek, knock. We can be confident because God cares. God is pleased to provide. Jesus continues, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Those who approach God will receive, will find, will have doors open. God will supply what you need. Our Father is pleased to provide for us. Perhaps you recall the the times that Jesus showed God's abundance. Jesus was at a wedding. The wine ran out. His mother put him up to doing something about it, and he did. He changed water into wine. And not just any old wine, a vintage wine, best of the best. And what about the time when 5,000 people showed up for Jesus' lecture and forgot to bring supper? He provided all their needs, even had baskets of leftovers, and he did it all from five loaves and two fishes. 
The truth is, Jesus gave us such a clear picture of God's abundant goodness, he was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard. He showed sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes. Life lived in the abundant goodness of God. Our Father in Heaven wants to pour His blessing into our lives. That's why Jesus teaches us to pray, Give us today our daily bread. He wants us to know that God is happy to give us what we need for life. I knew an older man who would pray for his children and grandchildren every day. And he prayed that they would show, he prayed a prayer that showed his total reliance on God's goodness. This is what he would pray. God bless them with the blessing that you have in store for them. Bless them as only you can bless. See, he had no doubt whatsoever that God knows how to bless. That God wants to pour his blessing into our lives. That's why we pray, give us today our daily bread. This petition of the Lord's Prayer reminds us of the biblical image of a feast. Psalm 23 pictures God leading us to pastures and preparing a table before us. Over and over, the Bible gives us a picture of the kingdom as a great banquet. When God was bringing Israel out of slavery, the promise was that the land they were going to was a land flowing with milk and honey. And Isaiah prophesied to an exiled people a picture of God's provision. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. Our Father in heaven intends to shower us with the blessing only God can give. Our Father offers more goodness than we can handle. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You've bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. God provides. Our Father in heaven wants to give us the good gifts that we ask for. One of the first questions might be, well, what is our daily bread? Well, that word daily has the sense of our immediate needs. We're praying for the bread we need in the next 24 hours. Give us today our daily bread. John Calvin noted that using the word daily restrains our excessive desires. Like Israel's manna in the wilderness, daily bread prays against hoarding. Later in in Matthew 6, Jesus teaches us not to worry about food or drink or clothing. He says, our Father knows we need these. Jesus invites us not to worry about tomorrow, but to trust God for today. Of course, we all know how hard this is. We are trained worriers. Most products, from toothpaste to mutual funds to college education, are marketed on our worries about the future. 
To pray, give us bread today means to put worry aside. We ask God to take care of us today for this moment. John Calvin said, we depend every moment on the kindness of God and ought to be content with the portion he gives us to use a common expression from day to day. So we ask today for what we need for today. Tomorrow will have its own needs. To pray for daily bread is to pray for the essentials, our ordinary, everyday needs. Of course, everybody has different ideas of what's essential. A hurricane was bearing down on New Orleans. Officials had ordered an evacuation. But one woman said that she was staying put. She said she had everything she needed to ride out the storm. Liquor, cash, food, ammo, and weed. I don't think Jesus had that in mind. Others think that their extravagance is essential. Did you know that you can get a bowl of ramen at a restaurant in Tokyo for $110? Or that you can get a white truffle bagel at the Westin Hotel in New York for $1,000? Or how about going to Salerno, Italy for a Louis XIII pizza loaded with lobster, caviar, eight different cheeses, and seasoned with hand-picked pink Australian river salt, all for only $12,000? I don't think Jesus was speaking about these. When we talk about daily bread, we have to take our cue from that famous theologian, Baloo the Bear in the Jungle Book. His essentials are honey, ants, prickly pear, bananas, and the like. A good back scratch and floating down the river. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife, he sang. And the bare necessities of life will come to you. Jesus' prayer for daily bread has in mind the bare necessities of life. The New Testament letter of Timothy says, For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. One church teaching, the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, Bread is a competent portion of the good things of this life. So our bread is bacon and eggs and jeans. It's broccoli salad and a coat to keep us warm. Martin Luther said bread is everything that's required to satisfy our bodily needs, such as food and clothes, house and home, fields and flocks, money and goods. But then he goes on to say it includes faith-filled parents, children and servants, godly and faithful rulers, good government, seasonable weather, peace and health, order and honor, true friends, good neighbors and the like. Daryl Johnson notes that bread then has various layers of meaning. Clearly, it means physical food, anything from those four major food groups, grains, fruits, vegetables, protein, dairy. Beyond this, daily bread refers to whatever we need for life in this world, good weather, wisdom and strength for farmers, truckers to deliver the crops, CEOs of grocery chains and stock boys who will fill the shelves. Daily bread probably also refers to some spiritual essentials, vision, courage, discernment. Remember what Jesus said when he was tempted. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
In fact, we need Jesus each day. He is our bread of life. We can't truly live without a daily relationship with Jesus. And bread refers to that great banquet God has in store for us. Today's provision points us toward that day in God's future kingdom when all people will be gathered together at the banquet of the Lord. So when we pray for the bare essentials, we pray to receive all we need to keep us going until that day when we will sit down at the feast with God in heaven. Praying, give us today our daily bread, will change how we live. If you pray this petition seriously, you won't be able to take any part of life for granted. As the teaching of the Heidelberg Catechism says, what does the fourth petition mean? And we say together, give us this day our daily bread means, do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good, and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures and trust in you alone. God is the source of all good things. God holds all the provisions We aren't secure in having all things. We're secure in the God who has all things. So first, I think this praying this petition changes our perspective. We're dependent on God. To pray this petition means we're the receivers. Give us. God's the supplier. We are the beneficiaries. God delivers. We trust. God comes through in God's timing. We wait on God. Of course, one of the toughest spiritual disciplines for any Christian in North America is to rely on God. We want to save for a rainy day, which isn't a bad thing except when it makes us feel like we're in charge and we've pushed God to the side. We want to manage our own portfolio which isn't a bad thing except when we work 60 hours a week because we're frantic to make life happen. We want to pay our mortgage sooner or boost our self-esteem higher or believe the kingdom won't come without our effort. We're like this guy in a story Jesus told. He realized a hefty, hefty profit one year, so he decided to build Costco-sized barns so he could retire at 55 and travel the world on Holland America cruises, except God had a thing to say about it. You fool, he says, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? Jesus' conclusion was, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. To pray, give us today our daily bread, is to live totally reliant on God. Everything comes from God's gracious hand. So we take our strivings, our struggles, our ambitions, our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our needs, and we turn them all into a prayer. Give us today our daily bread. Give us, Father, whatever we need to make it through today. 
Father, we're totally dependent on you. Bless us with the blessing that you have in store for us. Because God is the source of all good things. And not just for us. God is a source of blessing for everyone. Dependent on God, we also gain a sense of solidarity with all humans. Every human is dependent on God. Notice there's no my or I in Jesus' prayer. He says, and pray, give us. God's interested in more than just my needs. All the brothers and sisters of Jesus in the world need bread. And so with this petition, we pray for all. If we pray this prayer with integrity, then we will be conscious of the needs of others around the world. Someone once imagined the world as a global village. If we could reduce the world population of 7.5 billion to a small village of 100 people, keeping the current proportions, the village would look something like this. 61 from Asia, 13 from Africa, 12 Europeans, 8 North Americans, 5 from South America and the Caribbean, and 1 from Australia, New Zealand, and so forth. Uh, The gender split would be about 50 women, 50 men. The religious division would be 33 Christians, 21 Muslims, 13 Hindus, 6 Buddhists, 1 Jewish, 1 Sikh, 11 other religions, and 11 no religions, and 3 atheists. 17 of the 100 would speak Chinese, 9 would speak English, 8 would speak Hindi, 6 would speak Russian, 6 would speak Spanish, 4 would speak Arabic, and 50 would speak other languages, upwards of almost 7,000 other languages. Six people, likely from the United States, would own 59% of the world's wealth, 74 would own 39%, and 20 people would share the remaining 2%. 21 would live on less than $1.25 a day, and the village of 100 would spend $1.24 trillion on military expenditures and about $100 billion on developmental aid. Out of 100 people in our village, 43 would be without basic sanitation, 50 would be malnourished, 20 undernourished, and one would be dying of hunger. 20 would have no clean, safe water to drink. 80 would live in substandard housing, and 32 would breathe polluted air. For the things we often take for granted, there would be 12 unable to read. 33 would have cell phones. There'd be 12 computers, and there would be one university or college degree. 48 would be unable to speak or act according to their faith and conscience due to harassment, imprisonment, torture, or death. And 20 would live in fear of death by bombardment, armed attack, landmines, or rape or kidnapping by armed groups. Now think. If you woke up this morning more healthy than ill, you're better off than millions of people who will not survive this week. If you have never experienced war, the loneliness of jail, the agony of torture or starvation, you're better off than millions of people. If you can go to your church with no fear of humiliation, jail, being tortured or killed, 
you are better off than billions of people in the world. If you have food in your fridge, clothes in your wardrobe, a roof on your heads, somewhere to sleep, you're richer than three quarters of the world's population. If you have money in your wallet, in a bank, or any kind of investment, you are one of the richest people in the world. Your cup overflows. Daryl Johnson recalls a Latin American prayer that tries to capture the solidarity of this petition. O God, to those who have hunger, give bread. And to those who have bread, give hunger for justice. Give us, we pray, because whether we recognize it or not, we live in a world filled with billions of our brothers and sisters. Which leads us to live a lifestyle of gratitude. Receiving from God whatever we need, giving to others whatever they need, it's a rhythm of thanksgiving. So when you have a piece of bread in hand, there's only one response. Thank you, Father. When the crops are harvested, you say, thank you, Father. When the shopping bags are full, the salads on the table, the in-and-out burger and fries placed before you, you say, thank you, Father. We say thank you, Father, by considering the needs of those who have nothing and offering them some of our bounty. We take nothing for granted. All that we have provides us an opportunity to say thanks to God. To pray, give us today our daily bread is the most important part of thankfulness because we see our Father as the only source of everything good. Our Father in heaven is pleased to provide us with everything we need for life. And His provision for us is abundant. Not just for us. The whole world depends on God our Father to provide whatever is needed for this world to thrive. For those of us with plenty, we're called to share. We share with those who are without so that the whole world can give thanks to God our Father for His good gifts. We share to show our gratitude to our God who fills our cup to overflowing. So I'd like to close with a prayer time of gratitude. I'll walk you through each step as we spend just a few moments praying, give us today our daily bread. So I invite you to just quiet yourself before God. So first, list your expressions of thanks right now. Name to God and yourself the things that you are thankful for today in this moment.
Now name your needs to God. What do you need to trust God for? What are you worried or anxious about? Name what you need from God. And finally, ask yourself, of all that I have, of all that's been given to me, ask, is that someone else's? What must I share? What should I give away to someone in greater need? Our Father in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Thank you. Thank you for all of the ways you provide for us. Your provision is abundant. We have more than we need. You grant us just a rich a rich abundance that allows us to see your overwhelming grace and goodness where we can where we are able where you move us by your spirit help us to be a people who willingly share who willingly give so that your goodness is evidence to others. That your goodness and grace spreads around this world. Our Father, we pray this all in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.